Hello and welcome to another episode with me, your host, Janine Friston from the Female Business Network. Now, today in this podcast, I'm going to be talking to the very lovely Lindsay from Reach Online Tutoring. And we met through a membership that we're both part of and just started chatting and getting to know each other and were intrigued about finding out more about each other. So we had a one-to-one and here we are recording a podcast. Now, Lindsay talks really openly around her journey into self-employment and that almost ending her teaching career was something that she hadn't necessarily thought about and it sort of came out of nowhere. But it's also, I think, from listening to her, which hopefully you agree, has been the making of her and she's now doing something which she absolutely loves um, and can take it and take her next stage of her career of her work life into into a journey that you know she can have control over but in a way that fits for her as both an introvert like I am but also in order to make sure that that she has those boundaries and that work-life balance that maybe was missing before. So I won't go into too much detail I hope you enjoy our conversation and over to my conversation with Lindsay from Reach Online Tutoring. Hey Lindsay, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm very good, thank you. We are recording this on a bit of a, a muggy summer's day here in the UK, so uh, uh, hopefully uh, it will be okay. Um, how are you getting on with the summer so far? Yeah, it's been a bit of a washout, hasn't it? It has been, it has been up until recently, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the last few days have been nice, but I'm in a very hot office. My room is the smallest room in my house and it gets all the sun (laughs) through in the afternoon. So even though it's not that warm outside, I still have got a fan going because, uh, yeah, it gets gets very hot. But yeah, I can't complain. I'm not going to complain about the sunshine. No, no, not at all. Not at all. We all know we all all need a bit of heat and sunshine here in the UK. So first off, do you want to introduce yourself and your business to everyone that's listening? Yes. So I'm Lindsay Fekety. Um, My business is Reach Online Tutoring. And I have it's an online maths tuition business. I work with children from age six to 11. Mm-hmm. And I have been doing that for just over two years. Right. OK, so were you a teacher before that or how did you get into the whole online tutoring side of things? Yes. So I was a teacher for a really long time. I was teaching for 21 years I always, I've always worked in primary schools, always been a primary school teacher and worn many hats, as you can imagine, within that time. Um, and then the last three years of working in schools, I was a deputy head in a primary school. OK, yeah. rather you than me. So, um, hat, you know, hats off to any teachers. I couldn't do that job at all. It is. It was a really hard job. I loved it for a really, really, really long time. But then at the end, it did. Yeah, it got too much. But yeah, I uh, I'm not sure I could do secondary. <laughs> no, I have to say, two teenage children. I don't blame you. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. Yeah, all so, different kind of fish. Yeah, so you said you loved it up until the last few years. Was that pre-COVID or was that around about the COVID time? Um, it was. Oh gosh, it's hard, isn't it? Because when you're in the thick of something, it's hard to know 
when it started there wasn't sort of one event that happened that made me mm-hmm. sort of start to um find it more tricky it was just a build up of things over time so COVID yeah. didn't help but it definitely wasn't the wasn't the thing that made me leave um, yeah it was just lots of different things it I was guess lots of things head was you know added yeah. pressure on top of that yes yeah and and because I was teaching for so long schools have changed and the education system has changed so mm-hmm. much within that time and I think those changes were just getting more and more difficult for me to to sort of teach and do what I wanted to do and the stress the stress was just too much really the stress got too much in the end I always say I feel like the decision was made for me (laughs) rather than me sort of choosing to say okay this is too much because yeah yeah I got unwell so I I knew Uh, I had to leave. So did you have time off when you were unwell was it Um, just you got unwell you thought this is a time to leave now before it gets any worse than that? I I did. I had a couple of weeks off because I just got to the point where I I physically couldn't go into work. I I sort of had a bit of burnout um, Mm -hmm. and I got up one morning and couldn't get out of bed properly to go into work. So I didn't see it coming. It was it was a real shock for me. It was a shock for my family and friends. And I think I just managed and managed and managed and um and then it got too much and my body sort of decided for me which is why I say it was decided for me because it wasn't a conscious decision but then I knew that I I then needed to do something it was a bit of a Mm wake-up call really so I had a very good head teacher very supportive head teacher that I'd worked with for a long time um and was good friends with and and they did everything they could to make it easier for me so I knew I wanted to stay to the end of the year if I could. I didn't want to just leave partway through. So I reduced my hours. I went down to three days. I was full-time before I I went down to three days. I got rid of all my deputy head responsibility and uh, went back into class because I wasn't class teaching at that time. I went back into class Mm -hmm. just as a way of me managing so that I could see it through to the end of the year, really. Yeah, um, I guess after all that time as well, you didn't want to just go straight away. You want, you know, it would have been a huge shock to go from a teacher, a deputy yes. head teacher of 20 years to suddenly bang, not doing yeah. anything, to so actually tailing it off like that. You yeah. Know, as well as you and what you needed at that time was probably a nice way to go about it as well for you to be able to make sure you give it back to that school as well and to the, you know the yeah. other the other it teachers was... and pupils and things. Yes. Yeah. And and I I didn't want to. I had a big fear about failing that I'd failed because I was leaving and there was all sorts of emotions for me to work through. And at the time, I felt that if I just left there and then, I would let the children and the school down because you know it's it's hard to get teachers nowadays it's hard to get yeah. teachers deputy heads and I didn't want to leave them all in the lurch so there was a whole lot of emotions I bet, I bet. Blimey. <laughs> Blimey. so had you always thought that you would start tutoring at some point was that something that was had been on the horizon for you or was that something at, at this time and all these things were going on you thought I can't just step away from teaching in some way I need to do something or what was your thoughts no, when tutoring was never on the horizon, which is what okay. is so interesting. <laughs> um, because in my head at that time, I just needed to leave teaching. I thought I just need to get out. Mm-hmm. I can't do it anymore. I looked, I spent probably a few months because I knew that I was leaving, going and looking and exploring different roles. 
within school still because that was what I'd known for so long and I I was a bit sort of um I didn't know what else I would do to start again after 23 years was was uh well 21 years at the time felt a huge thing to do to start a whole different career so I looked into different jobs there wasn't anything that was sort of filling me with joy and thinking oh yeah I could be motivated and enthusiastic about going and doing that and a family member said what um had I thought about tutoring um I thought, oh no I don't know I think I need to leave and I sort of started to look into it and I started doing a little bit during that last term when I I was working part-time mm-hmm. and pretty much straight away loved it absolutely loved it because I got to do the bit that was the best bit I got to just I was gonna say what was it that you loved about <laughs> it you loved the actual interaction with the people rel- and yeah. seeing them progress and stuff yeah it was the relationship with the children that's why once I'd stepped back, I realised that's why I'd gone into teaching and what I loved about it was that relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think in primary, it's possibly different because you are with those children for so much of your time and so much of your day yeah. um, that you get to know them really well and you have that that relationship. And that had all sort of gone when I wasn't in class. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I I, still had it with children in the school, but it was different. You know, I got, it was all the... You were a deputy head, weren't you? You were a yeah. teacher at that point. No, you know, paperwork, bureaucracy and all those yeah. things, targets and all that pressure. And so it was lovely. I got to teach. I got to choose how I did it. I got to do what I thought was the best way to do it. And it was lovely. I loved it. Yeah. (laughs) I guess you, uh, you know, you are reach online tutoring. So it's purely online, I guess, you know, so you get people from all over the place that you can work with. This must, you know, must be really good. And you still get that, that buzz of, like you say, wanting to do something good and wanting something that you're really good at, that you love doing. And it's your business. You can take it in the direction that you want it to be. Yes. Yeah. It's been um, a real journey to go through that, actually, because when you work within a a sector for so long, you become quite, I want to say indoctrinated, but that's not the right, maybe institutionalised. Yeah. Yeah. All (laughs) Um, these words that don't sound quite right, but they do at the same time. (laughs) Um, Because you you just that's the norm and that's what you do. And you you question things, but, you know, you're in it. You're in the depths of it. So to step back and have that autonomy, it took me a while, actually. It took me a while to sort of figure out what I wanted to do and how to do it. And I've changed things and tweaked them a lot over the last two years. But I get to work, I work with children all over the the UK. I work with children that are overseas. I get to work exactly on what they need, not what the curriculum says they should be doing at that time. Yeah, because everyone's different, aren't they, and things. I know, you know, we met through, uh, we're both in um, the same membership. I think that's where we met originally and chatted and and stuff and things like that. You know, we met online as well. And I remember it was sort of like, oh, well, I've I've got an idea of doing something for my business and should I do it? And everyone was like, yes, 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 yes. And then you just did it and it was a success. And you couldn't do that if you were in a school, could you? You couldn't necessarily change or introduce something new. But now it's your no. business. Like you say, you've got the autonomy yes. to take it in the direction that yeah. you want to take into and introduce things that you think your Useful. students, your pupils, your yeah. audience needs at that time. Yeah. I mean, I think I was quite lucky that I was the deputy head because I could introduce new initiatives. I had that ability and the head that I worked with and the schools that I worked with were 
were very open to me doing things like that. So I did lots of maths training and um, lots of research and and things like that. But only to a certain extent, obviously, you know, there are still things, parameters that you need to meet when you're working in a school. And there are things that I think about the curriculum and um, testing and all those things that have always been within me, but I have had to go along with because that's what we're expected to do. And now I don't. (laughs) So I I can do what I know works. Um, Yeah, yeah. And what you enjoy doing and what you're passionate about. And I think you said about you starting your business is a journey and it is a journey when you go self-employed, whether or not you're just starting out or you're further on down the line. It's a roller coaster. It's a journey. You have to try different things and some will work and some might not work. You mm. try different things because you think, well, that will be great. And actually you start, you think actually that, that's not quite what I want my business to be or what I want to be doing. So you backtrack a little bit. Um, yeah. But it can also be, you know, you were saying about, you know, you were burnout when you were teaching it, you know, it's long hours. People don't always think that, you know, starting your own business isn't necessarily long hours. And I'm guessing for you, quite a lot of your tutoring might be outside of school hours because obviously they're in school otherwise. So yeah. you've got even longer hours than other people. Do you, how do you feel about your sort of like work life balance now? So this podcast is all about giving hints and tips and sharing stories around work-life balance and how people can, you know, can do that. How do you feel that you are now as a self-employed person? How's your balance at this moment in time? I think it's still a journey and I think it Uh will always be a journey. I think personality comes into it quite a lot and I've always been somebody I was thinking back to what I, because I didn't go straight into teaching. I worked in banking for five years I think before I was teaching and I've always been very ambitious and always wanted to be you know I didn't want to just work in the bank I wanted to be the bank manager I didn't want to work in a school I wanted to be the head teacher that would be me that would be me (laughs) I find it really hard to switch off and not just to keep going the next step the next step so I think it's always going to be a journey for uh, for everyone but you know I'm getting much better I am getting much better I have things in place that I have had from the start that I've done. So, for example, because I do tutor after school, because that's when most of the children are available, um, I have a cut-off time that I finish, um, yeah. partially because the children are young and I don't think it's, it's um, you know, I've got my own children. I know what children are like after they've done a day at school. So I think, yeah. you know, there's a time limit for them. But also I want to see my own children. I've got twins. I've got 12. They're just 12 years. 12, 12. Yeah, <laughs> they've just had a birthday. Um, so I I don't tutor on a Friday evening. I've kept that, that I don't tutor at all on a Friday evening because then I get the evening with them as soon as they get home from yeah. school I'm with them. I tutor on a Saturday, but I, I stop at lunch. And, that's and your kids to... quite often now, especially if they're 12, they get into the phase, they're just going to, unless they're doing clubs or anything, you know, yeah. Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings can be a really lazy morning. And they need that time don't, for themselves yeah. as well, don't they? So you can utilise the pocket yeah, of time that they need for them. Yeah, I mean, my daughter's played football for years, so she's always out and about on a Saturday morning. But I think it's been for me to spend family time as, as I've sort of kept that space yeah. sacred, if you yeah. like. 
but also it stops me from just keeping on going and going and going because I have that tendency to not be able to switch off very easily. I have that as well. If I'm that careful, <laughs> Lindsay, let me tell you, always, there's always something else you can be doing when of it's course, your business. Yeah. There's always something else you want to do, something yeah. else you could be doing, something else you should be doing potentially. There's always those things, isn't there? You don't ever potentially switch off and then you've got your notifications coming in of emails yeah. or social media messages and notifications and you're like, I'll just respond to that one. It's fine. It'll only take me a minute. And before you know it, half an hour conversation's gone past of messages back and forth and you're completely out of that zone. Obviously, I'm guessing for you then as well, there will be busier times of the year. So most businesses go through busy times. And I guess for you, it'll be leading up to SATs or leading up to different stages of the year. Um, Is that right or not? Yes, yeah, and and now I've come through to two full years of of having my business. It's I I can see the cycles more and the peaks and troughs. So there are definite times in the year where I get more parents coming to me. So maybe at certain times of the year when they've had parents' evening or they've had reports, so they're getting that they're feedback. Panicking from again. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, or maybe sometimes they're not always aware, um, and it's yeah. the first that they know. So they they you know uh, are sort of doing something about it then or um sort of now when we're going back to school um or the end so yeah there are definitely more busy and less busy times but I think now I know that they are there it's easier to manage as well because you know that they are shorter lived and I've had to be really strict with myself about how many children I take on to tutor because I I was really fortunate that I got busy really quickly and within about a term of tutoring I was full um and I just was trying to squeeze more and more spaces because I wanted to help my business was new I didn't know where it was going to go and uh you know if this was always going to be the case would I always get this many inquiries and I found that I was just squeezing more and more in between or going a little bit later on a Saturday or um, and I did do a Friday the first year. I did something with a school. And I just found that I could just keep saying yes. And I and I find it really hard to say no. <laughs> I know, I'm the same. We had actually in a in an accountability call this morning, part of my membership we had, we were talking about that, about the, you know, how difficult it can be to say no, because mm. you just want to do everything. You do want yeah. to help people. You want yeah. to give them some of your time or expertise or you know yeah. go out and meet someone if you've not seen them for a while or whatever it can be really tricky particularly in those early stages of saying no but it as you said about boundaries and everything like that you know it's really important that we do try and stick to those boundaries There's always could be exceptions and like you say you're always gonna have peaks and troughs in your business expected or unexpectedly um mm-hmm. it's how you deal with those so I guess mm-hmm. you're also looking at from a balanced perspective you're also looking at ways that you can grow your business that doesn't rely on just you because as I say you've only got a yes. certain amount of hours in the day yeah that, yeah you know, I still want to grow your business yeah absolutely and I I very quickly learned that in the first 12 months that I would have to yeah. do something else because obviously one-to-one or group even group tuition I do some very small group sessions you know there's still a tight still time bound I've only got a certain amount of hours in the day yeah. and children are only there for a certain amount of hours in the day um so I started quite quickly looking at other things and other ways that I could help because mm-hmm. I'm a teacher and that's you know the nature of the job is you are there yeah. to help children you go into teaching because you want to help and improve their lives and their education and uh, to say no 
it's hard to sort of you know especially yeah. when a lot of the children that are well parents are seeking tuition there's a reason that they're seeking tuition and um you know to say when a child needs a bit of help or would benefit from some help to say I haven't got space is really hard so I've looked I've started to make resources and things over the last 12 months or so that can help and I can still support those children without it being me there one-to-one on the end of the the zoom call so I've made lessons, recorded lessons. So I teach how I would teach normally and I've recorded those with resources to go with them so parents can buy those. Um, And I've looked at specific areas that I know are really key skills. So I've just done a whole load of times tables lessons um because that I feeds... love doing my times table there when I was when I was at school I was one of these oh, geeky kids it's like I, I... Used to love spellings and times tables oh, memorizing it was just like quite fun to me I was rubbish at it wasn't necessarily good at maths but I well, did enjoy the whole the whole process of learning yeah, the repetitiveness yeah <laughs> no one's the same are they no, no, I found maths quite hard at school, which is quite ironic that I'm now a maths yeah, teacher. I did. <laughs> yeah, I had to have a maths tutor to get through my, uh, get my grade C GCSE level to make mm. sure I could get to the next stage and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, yeah, I did. I found it hard, which is why I think the empathy is there because I know exactly how these children are feeling. Yeah. And I focus specifically now with children that uh, and work around maths confidence. That's the, the main theme and the main sort of focal point for my tuition is about supporting children so they feel confident with maths yeah so yeah so I've made resources and I'm just starting to look at the next stage of how I'm going to grow the business um, and looking into how I can support other new tutors that's the next step for me now looking at I I have quite a few people coming to me and asking me how do how do I do this and how do I do that especially with being online um, Mm -hmm. because there's this feeling sometimes that online learning is like lockdown learning and and it really isn't and shouldn't be because it wasn't (laughs) lockdown learning wasn't very successful so it's about how um you know I've learned over the the time that I was tutoring how to do it so it's um interactive fun engaging all those things that you want learning to be so the things that the best teachers want to try and do in their lessons or in their classes and get for the kids don't they from there Yeah, yeah. Children, you know, that's when they learn best, when they're enjoying it and they're relaxed and they're confident and it's fun. So maths isn't necessarily, like we say, one of those topics where they can have all of that, generally speaking, is it? It's not like it's going to go and do drawing or art or something creative or something like that. It can be really taxing. (laughs) Yeah, and it can be really dry and really boring and really abstract. And there's I an think, answer there's either yes or no that's the answer yes, you know isn't it yes. <laughs> most of the time you yeah. <laughs> figure out how to get from no to yes then you are really going to struggle so uh, yeah there's yeah, no sort yeah. of like room for maneuver is there as such no no I mean you know there are certain open-ended problems that you can do and things yeah. but generally the maths that I'm doing with children at that age are the skills of you know those yeah. basic skills and core skills so yeah so my my next step is to help more tutors so that they can help mm. more children <laughs> and, and do something for themselves way. yeah oh, <laughs> sounds amazing and like I say seems as you've only you know a couple of years in you've achieved quite a lot in terms of not only setting yourself up but looking at those passive income streams mm-hmm. now helping others as well so it just shows you know you can 
do more in your business no matter what time you've got you've just got to potentially think outside the box a little bit and think about okay so how can I grow the business that works for me and keeps me passionate and interested keeps me with those boundaries like you say that that balance in place but you and I spoke before about um I've now niched the female business network my business into being targeting introverts and people that are perhaps a little bit quieter don't like getting themselves out there don't like the noise of social media and mm-hmm. having to do loads of lives having to you know I always say you know you don't have to go around dancing on TikTok or, or whatever and you know just putting yourself out there networking you know my thing is networking but I know how hard it can be for introverts but also mm-hmm as an introvert business owner you know that you do have to be visible you do have to be seen you have to go out meeting people um you do have to put you know challenge yourself but again there's boundaries and amongst that so I'm just wondering how does and you know you admitted that you were an introvert um as well so how does that show up for you in your business right now so over the last couple of years how has your personality your characteristics shown up for you I think in a couple of ways with the tuition, it was it's a bit like when I was in school and I, I didn't learn about introverts and extroverts until quite recently, the last few years. And I always thought that it was about confidence, not about yeah. energy and how you mm. uh, recharge and things like that. And when I found out about what introvert and extrovert actually means, it was a real eye-opener, huge, because I've spent my whole life wondering why I was getting tired at certain things or you know it drained but actually teaching is one of the hardest jobs to do as an introvert because you are with people that are needing your time and attention and talking to them all day (laughs) yeah all day and then you come home and your own children and things like that so actually it is a I it can be quite draining and I suppose what I've set up and how that I tutor is that I have one-to-one time so that relationship is less intense it's easier because you get to know the children really well or I have very small groups I have a maximum of four Mm -hmm. children again because I don't want to recreate that whole class setting so I've set my tuition how it works best for me to teach and what I think is best for the children Um, but then things like I know I need time alone to recharge and that's been quite a revelation that I think I've always sought it out but never realized that I was actually doing it no no, I was the same I always just thought I was a bit of a loner and you know just like reading you know because I was a reader when I was a child you know I just I just just like reading or I just like listening to the music in my room on my own you know and and stuff like that I did go out and you know have friends and stuff like that but I was equally as happy just being tucked away in my room reading and listening to music Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that so I've always been happy with my own company and again love spending time with friends but know my limit of of what then I need to sort of retreat a little bit and um I I walk the dog I make sure that I try and go out by myself or or with the friends that I've got that time I I've realized that being outside makes a big difference to how I feel energy wise um Mm -hmm. so being in big open spaces that you know fields and walking and things really makes a difference um and I've always done that and not realized when I look back I I would take myself off to some sort of country place at a real young age actually from when I was first driving at 17 I would go and do it 
and didn't realize why I was doing it yeah. Um, yeah. so it's much easier when you know because then you can actively plan oh yeah so, 100% it's like oh yeah I need yeah. to get some time now and, and yeah, stuff like yeah. that so I go to the spa for a few hours by myself sometimes that sounds um, amazing yeah it's lovely and at first I was really self-conscious but it's so nice to just have three or four hours by myself just nobody talking to me <laughs> I know I know I've got a busy I've got a really I've got a really busy couple of a few months coming up loads of big events I've got five big events and then all my normal networking events in and around all of that and I've stupidly set myself a challenge of attending 23 new networking meetings by the end of 2023 as well so in five months so not only have I got five huge events I've got 23 extra events I didn't think I was going to go to oh. Wow. and online networking events as well so I'm thinking right by the end by November I'm going yes. to need something because I'm going to be absolutely exhausted so I'm thinking of a spa yes. just go yeah. there for, you know, yeah. down the road five hours on my own I'm not even going to invite anyone potentially just go no. and sit there for five hours and just do nothing sounds amazing yeah. and and it's it's now because I'm so aware of it I've got a really close group of friends who I would previously have gone to the spa with who I just feel comfortable saying, actually, I'm going by myself. <laughs> I just need a bit of time. Yeah. But I guess you have to challenge yourself as well, don't you? So being in business, you've got those introvert traits, those personalities, those characteristics. Mm. But you do have to challenge yourself to get out there and to to work through that. So how do you challenge yourself to potentially, you know, work your way through those if there's anything that you know stops you or any yeah. barriers that you, yeah. that you see that you think, oh gosh, I need to get over this. I think the, the biggest barrier, were, especially when I very first started my business, was about being visible mm-hmm. and yeah. blowing my own trumpet, for the want of a better word. Again, you know, yeah, as a yeah. teacher, it's not about you. It's about the children and about the school. And I found that really hard to say, actually, I'm good at this and I can make a difference. And I, you know, it's it's been a couple of years of some mindset work to sort of get to the point where I feel quite confident to say yeah I you know I I I do know what I'm doing I've got lots of experience I can help you so it was just that journey but also Mm -hmm. I I still have to just get like like the podcast for example you know it's about um getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and realizing that it will be uncomfortable but it's worth it because I've seen how the last 12 months or so my business has grown and how I've grown because I've kept stepping yeah. out of my comfort zone and kept doing things that make me feel a bit anxious and a bit jittery. And and, I, yeah. and you just get used to it. Once you do it, you get used to it. So even just putting my photo on posts, when I first started, I, I wouldn't put my own picture on because I hated that. And now I just do it all the time and don't even think about it. And so it's just it's about having familiar, doesn't it? It does. And it's about, you know, having the bravery almost and the courage to do it that first time. Um, But also thinking, actually, how can I make this a really small step? It doesn't need to be a really big step. It can be a small step. So it can just be putting your photo on to begin with. It can just be maybe, you know, recording 20 seconds of you talking or a 20 second yes. video and putting that yeah. up it doesn't need to be lives all the time then yeah. it might progress into being interviewed like this or speaking about something it doesn't yeah. need to be you being out there all the time as you know being the loudest or anything but yeah those small steps can make such a big difference can't they 
And I think it is about um, at the time you maybe don't realize how far you're coming, but just those small steps every day being consistent. Because now if I if I think back, I've got a Facebook group for parents. Um, and the first time that I went live, I had to I worked up to it the whole day because I kept going to go live and then my heart would be pounding. And I thought, what yeah. if I say something wrong? What if I mess up? What if what if what if what if what if people think I'm talking rubbish? <laughs> so yeah. I, I built up to it and I think I did about 15, 20 seconds and basically said hello. And then the adrenaline the sort of, you know, gone. And then and then I did it again and then I did it again and then it got a bit longer. And then then I did a workshop, my first workshop that I did for parents. And yeah, it's it is. It's just about the next thing and the next thing and and doing it at your own pace, but making sure that you don't retreat. <laughs> because I think it's too easy to do yeah it is or think that or that didn't work because no one watched it or that didn't work because I didn't get any phone calls on the back of that so therefore Mm -hmm. it's not you know and Mm -hmm. think of actually it's not going to work I'll just carry on doing what I'm doing it's about like anything in business whether or not you're an introvert or not it's about putting yourself out there and trying things and testing things and see what works and see what doesn't I was just going to say I think I think the biggest help for me to do that has been the um people that I've met along my journey mm-hmm. through networking and through groups and also I've just constantly looked at what I can do to improve so you know a lot of training and you know it's looking at other people that are doing it and seeing how to do it and how to help and um, having people sort of shouting for you and in your corner has made a huge yeah. difference. It's a lonely place being an entrepreneur working from home on your own. You know, yeah. it's, it can be lonely and isolating. And yes, we might prefer that as an introvert, but you don't want it all the time. And yeah, hundred. Obviously, I'm into networking and I've got my group and everything, so I know hundred percent the difference having a few people in your corner can have to you, whether or not it's talking about you to their you know shouting about you and sharing your content it's having those messages that you can send to them to say I'm having a really bad day have you got five minutes or I've had a really good day guess what's happened and yeah you know, yeah. it makes a really huge difference to how you feel and boosts your confidence and self-belief and yeah. gives you that confidence to take that next little step or that next big step depending on what it is so what would be your top three things that you've learned about starting and running your business that you'd like to to share today I think that consistency works it really works and it doesn't have to be huge things all the time but just you know the the thing of keep showing up and in whatever way that is you know if that's just commenting on social media or going to networking meetings or having chats with people in your Facebook group whatever that looks like just step by step and drip by drip and it really does pay off and then when you mm-hmm. see that it starts to work the snowball sort of starts to happen and it becomes um second nature you're doing it yeah. without thinking about it um but yeah step by step and yeah don't give up <laughs> for don't the consistency up. I think doing what you love is key because oh, it yeah. is hard and it's tiring mm-hmm. and uh, it's a risk and you know you're putting yourself on the line because as a, a sole business owner your business is you really so you are basically um, sharing your personality and all those things online so if you don't love what you do that that makes it a lot harder 
um you've got yeah. to really you know believe what you're saying and and enjoy what you're doing I'm not saying it's enjoyable all the time but <laughs> you know to start with um yeah. an interesting thing that I think I've learned more recently um because in teaching the same thing you you could just keep going forever you can always make more resources you can always make more displays you can always improve your planning and your lessons and all those things so I think it's about enjoying the process because there is no end your to-do list is never done no, <laughs> there's always no as a business owner top. that you know yeah exactly even in your business there's always things that can be done even if you think I've covered everything there's always new things that are coming up or new ways of doing something or new opportunities that maybe you didn't have the confidence or the time or the knowledge about before that you can learn about and tap into something different so um three great things there so I love it I love the consistency thing I think that's 100% and you know like you said also the passion side of it is there's so many things in the online world of you should be doing this you should be doing that and how about this and how about that in your business but actually if it doesn't feel right to you don't necessarily think that you have to do all the things just pick a few things and go with that and see what happens and again build up from there so what's next for you then Lindsay where where are you going from here I think you hinted about it before about the resources and and stuff like that and the the helping other people yeah so um definitely carrying on making resources so that um I can reach more children outside of the one-to-one and then moving into supporting more online tutors sort of either people that are new to online tutoring or people that want to become an online tutor and don't really know where to start yeah um, yeah so that's the next step fabulous and where can people find out more about you uh so I am mainly on Facebook and Instagram so right, reach online tutoring and I have a Facebook group for parents. So if there are any parents with children that are age uh, five to 11, um, it would be lovely to have you in my group. It's called Building Maths Confidence in five to 11 year olds. And yes, they're the main places I hang out. Fabulous. And I'll share all your links in the show notes as well. But yeah, thank you for sharing your journey into how you started your business I think is always inspiring to people when they hear other people's stories about how they started why they started it's great for people that are just thinking about starting a business but also people that are already in business to find out more about other people and what you know what's inspiring to them and things and how they've overcome certain challenges or things that have happened because if people are going through something similar themselves it's always nice to hear stories of people that have overcome something similar so thank you for for sharing that thank you for getting involved today with the podcast I appreciate it oh thank you for having me I really enjoyed it thank you to Lindsay there for being really open and honest about how she started her growing business and the impact that burnout had on her and how she's making sure that as she starts and how she's now growing her business that those boundaries that balance is really front and key to how she looks to grow the business and to support her students support her parents that she works with and grow her business in a way that works for her both in terms of getting that balance right but also as an introvert and how this impacts on her but also how she uses that to her advantage and makes sure that she leans into her introvert characteristics to really 
make the most of them and be aware of them so she doesn't go into that burnout phase again. I love the idea of just taking yourself off to a spa for a few hours every now and again. I'm sure lots of you would agree. So yeah, so thank you to Lindsay for that. I hope you found that inspirational and like me, I love speaking to people who have got an inspirational journey or are going through the stages of growing their business in a way that works for them. And that's what I'm all about. As a business owner, we have to do things in a way that works for us, works for our clients and works for the energy and needs that we all have. So I think Lindsay's business definitely does that one. So hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. Please do feel free to share it and to make sure you give it a follow so you listen to our next one. Um, And yeah, until next time, bye for now.